0: I'm Carlo, Carlo Pietro San Filippo, and this is my podcast. With this project, I want to explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, doing the things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, making a difference, and enjoying the process along the way. Welcome to It's the Journey. Hello everybody and welcome back to It's The Journey. I'm gonna do one more quick episode before I leave Dublin and head back home. And I'm super, I've had a blast here and I'm excited to get home and see my friends and family there. And I've got a a fun lineup of guests that I'm gonna be uh, working with over the coming months. And I'm really, really excited about that. But for now I'm still in Dublin And the last few days, just give you a quick catch up. um, I've been been busy, just having fun and enjoying the city. Um, Had a chance to get over to Dublin's National Gallery, or the National Gallery of Dublin, a National Gallery of Ireland, I should say. And um, I've posted about that on Instagram. It's um, it's really cool that Ireland has got this in common with St. Louis, or vice versa. I don't know which, but they've they they. Uh, Ireland has um, some amazing museums and they're all free for people to come in and their art museum is phenomenal. Um, not only is it a, an amazing, beautiful, awesome, big collection, but it's really labeled well and they have a um, an audio guide that last time I was here was you know the old fashioned devices and with COVID they've updated that so now you just scan this code with your phone and you can listen to it right from your phone and it's phenomenal and another app where you can download a map of the of the uh of the museum so then it's less trash because you know we all take those little flyers and use them for however long in the museum and think we're going to keep them and maybe we do but then eventually they end up in the trash or recycling or whatever so um great job to the museum on that um and then also i just want to give a quick quick knows so that this is the second time I've been there and and both times I've had employees come up to me when they saw that I was observing or spending some time with a with a with a piece and um, clarified some things for me as if I were standing there with an art professor I don't know what kind of training the the employees that they have working in the various rooms are but but boy they really know their stuff and they're excited to share it and very passionate so you know, I, I walked past probably 30 people like that and, and it was two of, of all those. But so if you have questions, ask, ask the people working there. They, a lot of times will know quite a bit about the works. Maybe they know everything about it for all I know, but they, uh, and also the, the people I ran into were very excited to share about that. So that was awesome. Um, I had a chance to get a haircut while I was here in Dublin. I've talked about, about that. Like when I interviewed, uh, Micah, when, uh, when you travel, kind of fun just doing engaging in things that people in that city do and getting to see what their experience of in this example of a haircut is or you know went to a laundrette and got my stuff clean all that kind of stuff but i i saw the amazing elaine donley murphy at cut and sew and um always a great experience walked out looking like a million dollars and had a great time and made a fun connection with a friend there Um, also had a chance to do a walking tour, which, uh, I haven't done enough of those, but whenever I do, it's always a great, awesome learning experience. Um, this one was called the 1916 rebellion walking tour, uh, given by the guy that actually founded it, Lorcan Collins, and he's been doing this since 1996. And so he knows the material and information and facts so well, and he's so passionate about it and so excited about it. It's, uh, it says it, it was as if he was telling these stories for the first time. He, he cares so deeply about what his subject matter and making it a fun experience, an interesting experience, and answers whatever questions people have. And, and, and it, yeah, it was a little over two, maybe close to two and a half hours. It was just incredible, amazing. Highly, highly recommend that. Um, and really fun surprise there. There was a surprise guest in our group. Uh, a member of the Irish Parliament, Chris Andrews, was in our group, and we, you know, of course, I didn't know him, but uh, the 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 guide at the very end, Lorcan, mentioned it, and 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 Chris Andrews and, and his family, you know, posed for a, a group selfie and posted it on Twitter. And that was a whole fun experience. And then uh, he was kind enough to actually listen to one of my episodes and, and retweet about it, which I was just blown away and excited and grateful and happy. So um, if you're listening again, again, um, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Andrews. Um, Then last night I went to another fun thing I like to do when I travel is just see light live art and I found this fun little cafe. Uh, it's called the Glass Mask Theater. And during the day, it's just a cafe. It looks like It looks like you're eating in a beautiful uh, bookshelf lined library. They actually I sell books there. Wonderful food, great staff, great people. But in the evening, they move out all the chairs and turn the 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 eating area into like a, a theater in the round. And I'm gonna look up the names here real quick so I don't mess them up. But this was a uh, play that I saw with my son called "The Day." I'm sorry, "The Day of the Zebra," and it was written and directed by Neil Flynn, and it had three actors in it: Stephen Jones, Kieran Roque. I apologize if I said that wrong, and Sinead Keegan and it was they they were a powerhouse combination it was it was so fun so intense the writing was so clever and smart and engaging the acting was powerful and awesome and it was my first time i've been able to sit in a theater and watch live actors do their do their craft since uh february of of last year february 2020 and for this to be my first one whoo it was incredible. So if you, if you're, if you live in Dublin or you're in here, um, even if you, you know, I go see this play in specific, but when I come back here, I'm going to go check this out again, because what a, what an amazing experience to be that close up to the actors. They're, they're, and there just wasn't a bad seat and, um, had an amazing food and, and some drinks along the way. So that was all an amazing, fun experience. And I highly recommend that, you know, so it's, it's easy when you're in a city for just a few days to get absorbed and, all the things you feel like you have to do, but if you can stay a little longer, like on this trip, I'm here for two weeks, you can actually kind of get to know a city a little bit. You get to find your favorite coffee place and, and, and find the places that you'd shop and and, 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 and and engage with and the parks that I walk in, that if I lived here would be kind of my, my things that I did. And so I, I recommend that if you're ever somewhere long enough to really kind of um, live like a local for a few days and that's, that kind of catches up on, on what I've been working on and doing. Um, the thing that I wanted to talk about today was um, some of, you know, if you've read my uh, read, read uh, the book afterlife that and uh, been following me when I, when I travel just like this and in, in doing the walking tour, I really love to, to learn as much as I can about, the people and the culture and their history and their food and just to get an idea of of not just seeing not just seeing the things that you're supposed to take pictures of, but really understanding the culture and the people and their history and in all, all that. that that just makes the, the experience so more enriching and engaging and with italy i've done that so much through just history and studying art history and because there's just you know thousands of years of history and of course ireland has thousands of years of history um, and last time i came here i read as much of that as i could and of course like this time i did the tour and i did a, a, some rick steves tours as well and and learned a lot in that process but this time because ireland has such a rich you know not only um history obviously like with the plays that's it's still it's still alive their their literary history um they've got you know one that that spans the ages and so i picked up some um oscar wild an oscar Wilde collection on audible before i came and i've been listening to that during my day as i walk around the city and that's been amazingly fun first he's 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 a fun engaging interesting smart clever funny writer and uh I'm not telling the world anything new, but he's new to me. Um, I never had a chance to read him or took the time to read him before, and i'm I'm uh, really enjoying it now. So I, it's funny though, what, what, the thing I wanted to talk about is when we when we take time off from what we're doing, when we take time out of our world, and we create some space. Um, and of course we can do that at home, creating some space, taking a staycation, turning off your phone, getting away, unplugging. Um, that space allows us to kind of reflect and ponder and think and and sometimes connect bits and pieces of information that we've been taken in and make sense of things in a little different way. And I had that experience as I was walking around, um, St. Stephen's green and listening to, um, listening to the words of, of Oscar Wilde in in the form of fiction, but there's there's so much truth that he, so much that he puts into his writing. It's just, it's a, a clever way of uh, writing, entertaining philosophy and thoughts. Um, but one of the things he said was, "The books that the world calls immoral are books that show the world its own shame." Who man, that that really hit me and brought up a lot of connections to things I'd been thinking about. And even, even so, because the, the the book that I read just before that was a book about Machiavelli, Niccolo Machiavelli, uh, the, the Florentine, uh, writer, ambassador, um, that, that people know of mostly from the, from two of his works, the, the Prince and the Art of War. and, the connection I made between these two writers and others that have written considered scandalous books or books that um, were considered immoral um, was was first of all, um, let's talk a little bit about Machiavelli. You know, his he's been kind of damned for the things he wrote and considered, um, e- even his very name has become an adjective that means, according to Oxford, cunning, scheming, an unscrupulous, unscrupulous, especially in politics, and the the author of that book uh, what was his name Miles Unger. Is that right? I'll look it up later and try to put that in the show notes. Unger was his last name. I think it was Miles Unger. He s- states, and then I think does a good job backing up his his thought that. You know, Machiavelli wasn't this cruel, abstract, and in in, or cruel and in scheming, unfeeling man, and he shows that through his family life and things like that. But really, he was he had this vision, you know, in in the fifteen hundreds for united Italy, three hundred years before it happened, or hundreds of years before it happened, and um, yeah, it was about three hundred years, three hundred years before it happened. And he just wrote about the, the state of the world and what it would take to create a modern nation state. And, you know, the books that had been written previously that, that advised kings and leaders and, and, and dictators were, were written in a more abstract, philosophical way, like the Republic, where the writing that Machiavelli did was more um, intended to be practicable, practical and usable. And, um, and the harshness that he wrote was, was just the way he saw what was necessary to, to create a modern nation state, right or wrong, but that's the way the world was heading. And, and the things that he wrote about played out. Uh, over the coming centuries, with the rise of all the modern nation states, you know, including eventually Italy, but you know what what what, what France did in 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 England and and Spain, um, all and along all the horrible things that come along with that. Um, but he saw he saw that and wrote it and was sort of damned for it. And um, what is um, Oscar Wilde? In his book, the book that I was listening to, um, uh, The Portrait of Dorian Gray, Uh, there was, you know, I guess there's some homoerotic undertones in the book that were considered so scandalous that not only was his book um, banned or censored, I don't know exactly how it all played out, but he actually had to go to jail for two years for for just writing for just writing about what he wrote about and and you think about a list of all the other books that were banned over the years and I have that here somewhere uh, mm, mm, mm. one moment well you just think uh, uh, instead of trying to find that and you think about um, Catcher in the Rye you think about Huckleberry Finn you think about um uh, brave new world Ulysses. Um, I'm not experts in all those books, but I know some of the, the, the American books that, uh, um, they were writing about how things were or a, a vision of how things might be in a good way or a bad way or just a factual way. And sometimes it was so shocking to the world. They didn't want to look at it and they, they damned it and and tried to hide it and tried to destroy it and just try to, def, you know, uh Ruin the the author's reputation, and again, the like goes back to what Oscar Wilde said, the books that the world calls immoral are books that show the world its own shame. And I think what they're talking about here is sometimes the 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 world's collective shadow. And I talk a little bit about this in the book about how you know what I learned in therapy is you know our shadow, this all goes to you know Carl Jung. Our shadow is this aspect of ourselves that we're buried and we don't want to look at. And when it, and we when we see it outside of ourselves, we have a horribly horribly strong and negative reaction to it. And I think indiv- we have individual shadows and collective shadows that we don't want to deal with. And so, um, I'm not going to turn this into you know my job is not to do political commentary or anything like that. But you just look at anything that's that's uh considered radical and crazy and wild right now might be the norm in the future um the ideas it, you go back you go just go back a, you know 100 150 years the idea of women voting was crazy and, and and the idea of free of ending slavery was crazy the idea of 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 civil rights was crazy and fought and punched you know not punched but um fought against and resisted. And we're in the midst of a lot of that right now, this, this, this tension between various forces that are, um, some trying to hold us to where we are and some trying to push us to this next phase of whatever we're going to as, as a species and humanity. So, I started all this talking about walking through the park. That's where my brain goes, man. When I'm, uh, walking through the park and listening to these things. And sometimes I take a break and listen to music. I'm I'm just connecting, um, connecting some of the, the the things I write or not the the things I write, things I read, the things I'm thinking about what's going on in the world. And, um, I guess my point of some of that is that, um, how important it is to take some time for yourself, how important it is to, um, have some free time, whether it's actually taking a trip or a vacation and going somewhere or creating space. Um, it, sometimes as adults, often as adults, we complicate our lives so much with the things we own and the responsibilities we have and the things we have to do that there is no space for thinking. And you might say, well, I have an important job and I've got parent, kids and all this kind of stuff. And that that's all true and very worthwhile. But then you look at the other things in your lives, especially um, for most American homeowners, all the, all the things that they have to do that keeps them, that just absorbs whatever extra energy and time and money they have. So I'm just trying to encourage people. And I've talked a lot about condos and stuff like that, but you don't have to have a condo. But if how do you, how do you simplify your life from a time and a money standpoint so that you have space to think space to plan and build your life and then um may ultimately then see an, uh, a, maybe a clear path to what you want to do or a whole new path and a whole new direction so that's what i got for you um i hope that you're having a great week I hope that you are, I um, hope this was helpful. <laughs> I hope I made some sense. Uh, I'm going to go back and listen to it to make sure it did. But uh, anyway, that's what I got for you. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope you have a wonderful life. I hope that you're saying yes to your dreams and um, you'll look at maybe the things and commitments you have and see what you can get rid of and delegate and, and downsize and simplify so that you have time to think and ponder and plan and, your own life. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and enjoy your journey. Thank you. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap for this episode. Um, again, this is my second live on the road episode that i'm doing from dublin and the last one i'll do before i head back to the states and so thanks to your patience on this one i don't have my laptop so there's some things i would have edited out of the other one i'm dealing with some wi-fi and internet connectivity issues that are making this a little slower and more cumbersome than i would like it to be so i learned some things that will allow me to do it um do a better job next time and then ultimately like i was saying be able to be able to inter- inter- interview people while i'm on the road so i um, i've actually met some people here that i am going to connect with for interviews later i've got several people in st louis that are lined up and people um, in different parts of the world that I'm, I'm excited to interview over the coming months so Thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for tuning in. I really, really appreciate your your support and your feedback and your kind words. And and for those of you that, that keep listening and thank you to anyone that's just joining me. So that's it. That's a wrap. Thank you so much. And as always, enjoy your journey. Thank you so much. And last but not least, don't forget to like and subscribe. Pardon me. So subscribe and share this with your friends and family and whoever else might be interested. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.